I wasn't here last week because I was in my last weekend class of my first year of seminary. I just have the intensive left, yeah. And one of the things I heard last week, I wanted to share it with you. It's by Meister Eckert. And he said, it was, you know, of course, it was Mother's Day. We are all meant to be mothers of God, for God is always needing to be born. And I really love that because I feel, I hope that my talks help people to feel like they are birthing the God within them as they go and as they hear them and they, they decide to take on spiritual practices. So this month we're looking at the power of power, which is the power of our words, the power of speaking up, the power of being honest, the power of creating our life with our thoughts and our words. The apostle is Philip and in Greek, Philip means the lover of horses. And it's funny because I was just having a conversation with my husband the other day about horsepower. Like, where did that term come from? And, and then we were doing the, I was doing the talk on the power of power, and it comes from the Greek word, lover of horses. But the feminine aspect is Mary Magdalene, and it represents the exalting and magnifying strength in consciousness. She was actually healed by Jesus and she became one of his biggest supporters. She was also the first person to see him when he came out of the tomb, and she had to go and tell his disciples that he was alive, and it took a, a woman or a person of great power to do that, to be able to bring that message to the apostles. The color is purple, and the loca location is behind the throat. It is the ability to master, dominate, and control our thoughts. It is our ability to convert an idea into words, actions, and whatever it is that we want to create. And it's not the I that does it, it's the power within us that does it. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, realized that at a certain point, Jesus called to him his disciples, his 12 disciples, and he helped us to see the metaphysical representation of that, where as we go from our personal consciousness to our spiritual consciousness, we can train and deepen our understanding and work more effectively with these powers. Emily Cady says in Lessons in Truth, there's only one power in the universe, God the good, and that power lives within us and it comes directly from our throat. It's also, you know, none of these powers work by themselves, so we have to use them all to get to that Christ consciousness living. Also, Unity's first principle is, there's only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God the good. So that power is running through us all the time. And God is not a being that's expressing power. God is power itself. So said another way, we are divine power expressing powerfully. And we are all people of power and are empowered by owning our power. Now, you may want to ask, what is owning our power? Well, I could tell you what not owning your power is. I, I, I've done it, and I know other people that do it. It's when we give our power away. And the way we do that, you might, some of these might sound familiar to you. Have you ever heard yourself or others say, you make me mad. You make me feel guilty. You make me a nervous wreck. You are breaking my heart. You make me so happy. This is, these are all ways that we are actually giving our power to somebody else. These statements are saying, here you go. You are so powerful. 
you have all this power and I have none. And the truth is nobody has power over us unless we give it to them. So how do we take our power back? We look at what we are saying. We look at the affirmations that we are saying to ourselves. We also look at what we are saying to other people. How are we handing our power over? Be brave, like the song says. Speak up for more of what you want, for the truth, for what is positive, for what is healthy and helpful and freeing. Stop saying it's okay, it's not a big deal when it is a big deal or if it's not okay. Sometimes I think we think we're gonna make it easy for the other person, but then what happens is we create resentments because we haven't spoken up for ourselves. In her book, Divine Audacity, Linda Martella Whitsett says, there are three ways that we express our power. Concentration, self-mastery, and spiritual authority. So concentration is the opposite of multitasking. It focuses on one thing at a time. It allows us to be present, be in the moment, and be single-mindedness. It's like a laser light when we decide to be focused. We intensify our thought the way laser light does for light. But what do we concentrate on? In Philippians 4, 6 through 8, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, and with thanksgiving, present your desire to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, Think on these things. That's what our focus should be. That's what our concentration should be. Now, to make it really simple, the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament says, keep your mind with all things loving, with all things peaceful, and with all things joyous. And these are what you shall bring to you. Each of these points to an ideal found in our true selves, in our divine self. So direct your attention to those attributes. You shall receive the power you seek within, the power of Christ within. The object of your attention, the me, is the I am, or your spiritual self, the divine that is your true self. So that's what our concentration should be on, is that authentic part of ourselves that never goes away. It's just who we are authentically. The second expression of power is self-mastery. Now, every religion teaches it and every culture values it. Self-control and self-mastery are the key to power. The Tao Te Ching says, he who conquers other has physical strength. He who conquers himself is strong and powerful. Sikhism says, with the conquest of the mind, I have conquered the world. Buddhism says, though one should conquer a million men on the battlefield, Yet he indeed is the noblest victor who has conquered himself. Christianity says, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And that's in 2 Timothy 1 to 7. 
So self-mastery is our capacity to guide our thoughts, our words, and our actions in integrity with our infinite self, with our true self, with our divine self, and not reacting to those human impulses that we have. So we do not try to fool ourselves. We tell ourselves the truth about ourselves so that we can overcome what the graven images we have of ourselves. Self-mastery is claiming of our wholeness and self-determination. Other people will respect us when we respect ourselves. We can't expect other people to respect us if we aren't respecting ourselves enough to speak up and tell our truth, to tell what it is that we need and we want. As we trust ourselves, we become deliberate in our actions, unapologetically, but not aggressively just from a place of knowing what is ours. The difference between aggressiveness and self-mastery is assertiveness, which is a healthy aspect of consciousness. All healthy expressions of power, ability are spiritual. Now, why is it important to cultivate self-mastery in small matters? Well, because every power struggle leads to self-degradation and deflation of self-worth which leads to the dimming of our, light, of our inner light and withdrawing from being the blessing that we came here to be. We want that light to shine in every one of us. And when it shines in one of us, it kind of gives everybody else permission to have their light shine. So remedies for situations of perceived powerlessness involve claiming your power faculty. Think about it. Whenever we have an issue with someone, ignoring it or sidestepping it, we're actually disrespecting both ourselves and the other person. What we're saying to the other person is, I don't believe that you could handle the honest feedback. And what we're saying to ourselves is, it's not a big deal and I'll get over it. That's disrespecting ourselves. So cultivating self-mastery along with the courage of our strength ability, we become self-knowing, transparent, and confident. Another expression of self-mastery is overcoming compulsive behaviors, cigarettes, chocolate, TV, news, our phones, social media, all of those things take us out of ourselves. A lot of times they allow us to numb or to just not even pay attention to what's going on. But Jesus said, whatever you are bound to on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. So one way to think about this is look at earth as your body and heaven as your spirit. So if your body is bound to cigarettes or alcohol or chocolate or the news or social media, your spirit is also bound to that. I don't know if you, any of you remember, but Sean often has said how he quit smoking because it got in the way of his prayer practice. So it's one of those things that we could take a look at and what's getting in the way of my spiritual practice? And look at that and say, okay, I wanna have self-mastery over that. I want to be conscious over it. I want to be the guard, the portal of my mind and not let these things have control over me. So also, like I said, self-mastery is giving up graven image, images or having fixed attitudes about life or about ourselves. Eric Butterworth wrote, we hold false attitudes about ourselves. I am weak, not as smart as, worthless, unlovable, incapable, to be created in the image of God means, in the beginning, you were formed as an idea in the infinite mind. You can never be less than God, idea, and expression. You do not need a new self-image. You need to let go of the graven image of yourself that you have carved into the fabric of your subconscious mind and to know and release your own divine image. 
And that's in Eric Butterworth's book called Breaking the Ten Commandments. So the third expression of power is spiritual authority. Growing up, one of my favorite songs in church was Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin With Me. And I would walk into church and I'd look up on the board and see if it was written like that was the song and I would be all excited. Usually it was the last song of the day. And my first Sunday here, which was Mother's Day of 2010, that was the closing song they sang. It was yet another sign that I would found the right place. But the words in that song, let there be and let me be, which I didn't know this back then, but let there be and let me be are an inward call for spiritual authority. It's a powerful assertion of authority, a creative self-command for our spiritual ability saying, let me be the light. Let me be the light. Let me show myself and the others the way. When I prepare my talks, I prepare them from my human self. I do all kinds of research and looking at different places. But then when I get here, something happens. I start walking around. I ask spirit to speak through me. I listen to the songs that Kenneth sings. And my spiritual authority takes over. And I don't even realize it until I leave. And I, sometimes I don't remember some of the things I said, or I look at my notes and say, I didn't even talk about that, or I talked about things. And I know that that's that spiritual authority taking over and saying, this is what needs to be said, and this is what's going to be heard. My intention is always to be inspiring, to be uplifting, and to be encouraging. And that's what I write about, but I just never know how it's all going to come out. And it's about being interested in presence. The woman who touched the, the hem of Jesus' cloak didn't have faith and didn't depend on the words that Jesus spoke. It was his presence that would heal her, and actually it was her faith in his presence. He stood divine, and she reached into Jesus' divine identity to glimpse her own divine identity. That just touches my heart. Our spiritual authority does not come from our personality or our intellect. It comes from that place within us that's connected. It comes like, like Jesus' spiritual authority came from the Father. Ours comes from that same place. And we must partner with power and wisdom to be centered in spiritual truth. And we don't have to be a minister to assert spiritual authority. We just have to be present, standing in the solidity in the truth of wholeness in which people feel empowered. They feel that from us, and they could tap into their own from that place. They experience their own wholeness from that place. So let's talk about the power of our words. When I started my own massage therapy practice out of my home, I remember my brother saying to me, do you have heat in your house? I was like, of course I have heat in my house. I, I live in New England. I mean, we all have heat in our house. And he's like, no, I mean, like, do you have a gun? I'm like, no, why would I have a gun? And why do I need a weapon? He's like, well, you never know. I'm like, Phew. And I never felt like I needed a weapon, but a weapon. But the reality is we all have a weapon. Have you ever heard the expression, sharp tongue, or words that cut like a knife? Well, I've been on both sides of that. I've had that sharp tongue, and I've felt that sharp tongue coming at me. Our tongue and our words can be our weapon if we decide to use them that way. Think of a sword, which is a weapon. If you take the S from the beginning of sword and you put it at the end, you have words. So perhaps if we remember the sword as the power we wield with our words, we will be more conscious of how we use them. 
Because once our word is spoken, the power is released and we can't take it back. So we want to make sure that we're releasing power that we want out there. We're affirming what it is that we desire. It's important to speak words of truth because when we, we say lies or manipulations or gossips or belittling others, we're using power in a destructive way. Remind yourself daily to choose your words carefully. Choose, choose words that are truthful, helpful, appreciative, thoughtful, kind, constructive, encouraging, inspiring. In Proverbs 12, 18, there's no, there's no one whose rash words spoken are like sword thrusts. I'm sorry. There is one whose rash words spoken are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Be the sword of truth. The words we speak create our lives. Be careful with what you say. If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your life, you're probably not using your words to take care of yourself. You're probably not setting enough boundaries, saying no where you need to say no. Your power is not being used properly. So we can cut ourselves off from balanced living if we don't use our words the way we need to. So how do we consciously use our power of power? We get still and we enter the empowering silence within. And it's not just about being quiet. It's about tuning in, slowing our breath, getting still, centering, listening, just being there. It's letting go, not being concerned with definitions or figuring it out. As soon as we decide or think that we're trying to figure something out, we've just edged God out. Our ego took over and we edged God out. This will allow us to do things with greater ease and mastery and joy. So to summarize, we cultivate a spiritual practice with the intention to hand over the self in order to place us on a collision course with grace. And this draws us into a deepened state of readiness. So we have the three expressions of power, concentration, be laser focused on the truth of who you are, think on these things, self-mastery, our capacity to guide our thoughts, words, and actions in integrity with our infinite self. Spiritual authority, stand in the presence, the solidity of your divine identity. The power of your words, be conscious of what you say. Be brave, say what you want to say. Let the words fall out honestly. That was the first song that he sang. Stillness. Enter the empowering silence within and allow the power of power to flow through you. Go to that quiet place and listen for the roar that's going to come through. So our ending affirmations are, the power that rules the world is within. The power of my thoughts and words move me closer to the truth of my being. And I am poised and centered in the power of God. Thank you. I am your sister, companion in power, possibility, and prosperity. I miss you. I appreciate you, and I love you. Until we see each other again, know that you are blessed and a blessing. <laughs>